Carl Ramsey tipped his chair back and downed a long swig of Mars brewed ale. It carried a name brand, but was probably a cheap knockoff to justify the price. It fit the place. Voices droned on all around, but no one could make out much beyond their own table. Overhead, Holovids showed six different team sports, three combat exhibitions, and over a dozen forms of racing suited to wagering, each broadcast along with its own audio feed. If that weren't enough, a bland, modern electronic soundtrack played, just in case anyone could hear themselves think. Stomper's Pub was no place for a thinker. What Stomper's lacked in genteel refinement, it made up for in discretion. The blaring noise, the distracting hollows, and the dim, smoky atmosphere made eavesdropping and surveillance difficult. But while plenty of visitors to Orion Space Station Echo 9 came to Stompers to lose a tail, meet with covert operatives, or transact illegal commerce, most came for the barbecue chicken, which claimed to be the best outside the soul system. Lousy, lying sons of bitches, Mort grumbled, dropping a bone onto his plate. The old wizard wiped his mouth with the sleeve of his sweatshirt and his hands on his jeans. This stuff's processed. Look, all those bones are identical. Carl gave an easy chuckle. Seriously, you expect these guys to have a real smoker back there? The station isn't made of oxygen. They're really not that bad, said Roddy. Just wash them down. The Laku sat in a booster chair to be on his companion's level. Descended from chimp-like ancestors, his furry species were quadridextrous. Roddy was taking advantage of that marvel of evolutionary biology to shovel chicken wings into his mouth while two fisting cans of Earth's preferred, a beer so reviled that it wasn't even commercially available on its eponymous world. A clawed paw extended a raw wing in Mort's direction. Want one of mine? Marie asked with a fanged grin. Her Azrin people were hunters, evolved from the jungle cats of their world. She popped the uncooked wing in her mouth and bit into it with an audible crunch of bone, then picked her teeth with a claw. You chuckleheads aren't worried? asked Tanny, the fifth of their group. She held out a chronometer that showed the time at 1921 Earth Standard. He's 21 minutes late now. He's a kid, said Roddy. Probably stopped him at the door and his ID didn't scan out. He laughed at his own joke, a high-pitched, in-breathing shriek reminiscent of his Earth-born cousins. If Charlie can't fake an ID that'll get past the door of a dive like this, he's not worth waiting for, said Carl. Besides, there's a lot to see this side of the Black Ocean. When's the kid ever been off Mars? All the more reason to go looking for him. Tani replied. We're on a timetable, and every minute is cutting into it. Got almost two hours, Carl countered with a shrug that tipped his chair precariously. Maybe we can find someplace else to eat, Mort grumbled. Tani pushed back her chair and stood. I'm checking with station security. Roddy coughed and spluttered his beer. <laughs> Seriously? You remember why we're here, right? Yeah, but he's still my cousin. Something's not right here. Jonathan A. Jones, male, 19, 
multiple stab wounds, condition stable, two assailants at large. The security report was terse, professional, and had all the information Tanny had needed to track Charlie down at the station's med bay. He was traveling under the Jonathan Jones alias, and neither the med staff nor station security had flagged any irregularities in the ID. Station Echo 9 was in a rough-and-tumble part of the sector, with open carry of blasters and limited Navy presence. But it was linked to the Argo Medical Omni. For Charlie to have passed a routine DNA screen was a good sign that his identity fraud was up to par. The rest of Charlie, not so much. He was awake and alert, in no visible pain. The wonders of modern medicine. But his torso was clamped to the table with a sterile barricade that covered him from ribcage to pelvis like he was a construction site. 